2: Let's do this. Another day, another dollar, another edition of The Drive. You're listening to The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. My name is Karen. I'm very happy to be here with you on this fine Wednesday. Let me give you an itinerary of what we have planned over the course of the next four hours. Coming up in about 15 to 20 minutes, we'll be joined by Bob Fesco. We'll get the latest on the downtown stadium because there is always something going on with the downtown stadium. Coming up in about an hour and a half, we'll be joined by the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, will be on the show today. We'll take a look back to the win over Miami and also look ahead to the matchup against the Buffalo Bills on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. We also will be joined in the four o'clock hour by Pete Sweeney. Had to move some things around today because of Patrick Mahomes. Usually doesn't come on Wednesday, but a little bit of a different week with the postseason. Really excited to be here. We got a lot to get into over the course of the next four hours, and we will do that momentarily. But you guys
3: know the vibes. It's time on the drive, Carrington. Caller number six, dial me up right now, 913 586 7610. Caller number six wins a pizza from our friends over at Pizza Tassio. Pizza Tasio is Casey's best New York style pizza, and they've taken over the town. They lovingly use 100% whole milk mozzarella, all organic tomato sauce, with locally grown fresh ingredients, all made by Casey guys who both know and love pizza. So, whether the mood for maybe a whole pie for your watch party or maybe just a few slices. After a night out, be sure to visit them now at pizzatasio.com. That's pizza, T-A-S-C-I-O.com.
2: I need you guys to do me a couple of favors. Number one, I need you listening to The Drive each day at 2 o'clock. And number two, I need you to tell one friend. You don't have to tell two friends, but if you want some of the best pizza in Kansas City and the best playoff coverage in the city, then keep it locked in right here on The Drive on 610 Sports Radio and also the Odyssey app. I want to tell you guys the story about a football team. And this football team has had a great history. They've gone to Super Bowls. They have had Hall of Famers. Well, in the late 90s and 2000s, and most of the 2010s as well, this one storied, proud organization fell on some hard times. They were in the same division as the greatest quarterback to possibly ever live. And let me tell you that this quarterback dominated this team that I'm telling you about. So much that this quarterback played 36 games against this team. He won 33 of them. 33-3 and against this once-proud organization. So much to the fact that I would guess, I don't know this, but this is just pure speculation on my part, that at one point this team just said, you know what? We got to wait this thing out. It's not our time. And they ran through coaches. They ran through quarterbacks. They tried everything. They had Doug Flutie. They had Rob Johnson. They even tried Drew Bledsoe at one point. They had a bunch of different quarterbacks. None of them worked. They just couldn't beat this guy that I'm telling you about. Well, you know what? Fast forward. Eventually, that time ends. Now, that time lasted a lot longer than anybody had expected. At some point, all things come to an end. It finally ended for that team in their division. And you know what? By some happen chance, as it was ending for that team, this once proud organization, this once proud franchise, drafted a quarterback from Wyoming. Now, he was a very highly touted prospect, but you know what? It got off to a really shaky and slow start. But somehow, that kid that went to Wyoming that was drafted sixth overall, he turned out to be really, really good. So good, in fact, that I believe that he is the second best or maybe third best quarterback in the world. It's a quarterback league. That's great. And I'm sure they love this kid. He doesn't have to pay for anything in the city. He embodies the town. Tough, hard-nosed, blue-collar. Nobody believes in us. Everybody counted us out. I can understand why this city loves this quarterback. Can you imagine going through that for the last 20, 25 years, and then you finally get the most valuable thing in the NFL, and then one day you look up, and there is a team that you can't beat again. I mean, you couldn't beat the New England Patriots that went 33-3 and three against you, and now what could possibly be for the third time in the last four seasons, this other city with this other quarterback, they could eliminate you again from the postseason? Well, you guys have probably figured it out. I am talking about the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo went to Super Bowls in the 90s. You've seen that fan base. They are as passionate about their team as you are about your team. doesn't matter the temperature, the weather, how much snow is on the ground. They love their Buffalo Bills so much. In fact, they jump through tables. They light themselves on fire. I just saw them out in the snow. They love their team as much as you love your team. Can you imagine watching the Patriots dominate you for 20 years. And then when that run ends, there is now another team that has dominated you in the playoffs for the last five or six years. If there is a fan base that I know hates the success of the Kansas city chiefs, it's the one they're about to play. We're going to talk to Patrick Mahomes about this coming up in a little bit. A lot is going to be made about the environment that he is going to go into and that this is his first road postseason game, which is really remarkable for a quarterback who has won multiple MVPs, has participated in three Super Bowls and is now in the middle of his sixth season that we have finally got to the point that he has to go on the road and play a true postseason game. But here we are it is going to be the most raucous football environment that Patrick Mahomes has ever seen and may ever seen. We are talking about a fan base that has had this game circled on their calendar for five years. You got to remember the last time that Kansas City went to Buffalo, it was during COVID, and New York City was not allowing fans to go to the game. He played a game in Buffalo in front of zero people. That will not be the case on Sunday. There's going to be a lot of Buffalo people there. There's going to be a lot of Kansas City people there, too. It is the crown jewel, the marquee game of the weekend, and maybe the postseason. You have two very evenly matched teams, two great fan bases, two great organizations, and these two teams do not like each other, and every time they play, it's something. Whether it's the Kadarius-Tony game, whether it's 13 seconds, whether it was Kansas City winning the AFC championship and Stephon Diggs sitting there and watching the confetti go, every time that these two teams play each other, there is something. I think as we start the Buffalo Bills transition and move away from the game against the Miami Dolphins, Rob, that's the biggest thing. This is not the biggest game that the Chiefs have had, right? They've gone to Super Bowls. They've won Super Bowls. This might be the biggest Buffalo Bills game that they have had, certainly in their building, in the last 25, 30 years. You have been waiting for your chance to get your revenge against the Kansas City Chiefs. Look at how they've eliminated you. They have embarrassed you in the playoffs in the AFC Championship game. They ripped your heart out with the 13 seconds drive down the field. You have been unable to climb over that hump. The thing that the postseason really shows you is eventually you have to overcome whatever ails you, whether it's Dak Prescott and you got to have postseason success or you're a team like Cleveland this year. They gave up 30 points on the road defensively or Miami that wasn't very good on the road. Eventually, you are going to come face to face with your biggest hurdle, your biggest challenge. And if you want to do something special, you have to overcome it. Can you imagine if Kansas City again is the reason why you get eliminated from the postseason and why you are watching the AFC championship game on television as opposed to playing in it? This game has all the storylines, more storylines than Lions and Rams from last week. And that game was chock full of them. I can't wait for Sunday, what that crowd is going to be like, what that environment is going to look like, and also how the Kansas City Chiefs respond. This is an organization and a team that has played in a lot of meaningful games over the last three seasons. I don't think there is going to be a sense of nervousness at all from your quarterback, none from your head coach, none from your Hall of Fame tight end. But I don't think you can expect to get the 50-50 calls in this game. I think you have to go in there with the mindset of playing the villain, and you are trying to send those people back home cold, angry, and upset. That is the mindset that you got to go in there. And if there is any person in the world, any player in the world that I trust to go into that stadium with that mindset against that team and those fans, it's the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, because that's the mindset that you have to have. Buffalo has been having this day circled for years. What if we get our shot? Hey, we're tired of going to Arrowhead. What would happen if we get this game at home? They got their wish. Let's see if they can finish. Keep it right here. You're listening to The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app.
3: The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deep Esqually Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app.
4: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
3: The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app.
2: Coming up in about 15 minutes or so, we're going to pose the question to you guys on the phone line and on the text line. Who do you consider to be the bigger rival to Patrick Mahomes? Is it Joe Burrow or Josh Allen? The Chiefs and the Bengals have certainly had their back and forth. The Chiefs and the Bills have obviously had theirs as well. And they add to that chapter... Sunday night in Orchard Park. Let's talk about the Royals for a little bit, and we'll be joined by Bob Fesco, a Fesco in the Morning coming up in about five or five minutes or so. So, super long story short, you guys know that there has been some conversation about the Royals' regional sports television rights. It was under Bally's and it was a whole to do about that. They took it off streaming. Well, today, Amazon has now taken over. And they now own the television rights for five teams. One of those teams are the Kansas City Royals. And it's funny because I was talking to Specter earlier today and we were talking about my feelings towards Peacock and my commentary on that over the last couple of days or so. And at the end of our conversation, he eventually said, you just need to adapt to this is the way the world is going to work. And I really thought about it. And I told him, I said, It is disappointing to me as someone who grew up in Kansas city and has been watching the Royals for the last 20, 25 years or so. Now, some of you might not be old enough to remember this, but the Royals, we used to get them on the weekend on 38th the spot. You remember that Rob? The Royals used to have RSTN. It was the Royal Sports Television Network, and you would get them on Metro Sports, and any game that wasn't available on Metro Sports, you would then get it on a Sunday or a Saturday. You would get it on 38th the spot, and it was great. We all loved it. Well, then eventually things changed with Metro Sports, but you know what? It wasn't that bad. They just simply moved the Royals over from Metro Sports, and then they were on Fox Sports. Channel 59, if you had Spectrum or Time Warner, the way that I did. And they were on there for about 20 years. It felt like you had easy access to every single Royals game. And then, obviously, all the stuff happened with Sinclair's and with Bally's, and they have been behind this very weird paywall that has made it unnecessarily difficult to watch the Royals for the last three years or so. It's disappointing to me that we are celebrating that Amazon now owns their sports television right And that we, as a sports-consuming public, are becoming so okay with the fact that this is the future. And I hate that this is the future. That in order to watch your favorite teams, you're going to have to have Netflix. You're going to have to have Hulu. You're going to have to have Paramount+. Plus. You're going to have to have Amazon Prime. In addition to having YouTube TV, Hulu Live, and all the other things that you need. Maybe this is the best analogy for the frustration, because I know that this conversation has happened with you at some point. Your friend has told you about a television show. Let's say it's The Bear. I know that's a very popular television show right now. I haven't seen it, but I've heard very good things about The the Bear. You have been in a conversation with somebody where they tell you about this show, and it sounds amazing. You're like, man, what, what is this show? What is it on? Oh, it's on Peacock. Well, I don't have Peacock. So I guess I'll just never see this incredible show. That's what we are turning sports into. Hey, I really want to watch the KU game tonight. Well, what channel is it on? ESPN Plus. Oh, like Channel 33, Channel 34? No, you have to go on ESPN's app. You have to give them additional money to unlock the KU game. It's like video game DLC. It's like they sell you the game and then you got to buy all the VC for the buy player. When did sports turn into this? Why are we so cool with this? I'm part of the problem because I'm going to complain and then I'll pay and then I'll watch it. But we are really celebrating that now you have to have an Amazon
3: Prime subscription to watch the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, but Carrington... Isn't Amazon Prime the most popular service out there because they provide more than just television? They get, you know, deliveries, groceries, all the things Amazon does. I would say it's a huge win for the Royals. And I get your point that we are celebrating that it's still behind a streaming wall. And it, it might be an add on to Amazon. We, I understand your larger point here, but as of... Last year, you had to buy a $20 a month Bally subscription to watch the Royals. So now you have to buy a $15 a month Amazon Prime subscription. That's $140 so,
2: for the year. And you and I both Royals, know, though. as they continue to get more and more in the television business, as they are buying up Thursday night football, and now they're buying up regional rights, What is then stopping them from either raising the price on Amazon Prime or Or, hey, if you want the shipping version of Amazon Prime, that's this price. But now if you want the video, you want the movies, you want the sporting events, it is now an additional cost. Maybe I am being old man screaming into the wind here. And just back in my day, but man, back in my day, you could have a standard cable package and get all the sports that you needed all your NFL, all your NBA, all your baseball, all your hockey. The only thing you really ever had to pay extra for was the premium movie channels. You was rich if you had HBO back in the day or Showtime or Cinemax or any of those channels. Now, if you want to watch a Royals baseball game on a Tuesday in May, You have to have an Amazon Prime subscription in order to do it. So I got to play for YouTube TV. Now I got to have Amazon Prime. Now I got to pay for Peacock if I want to watch this playoff game. Now I got to buy Netflix because the NBA package is about to be on there. When does it end? I understand that things are changing. And I understand that I'm also having a tough time accepting it. But these things used to just, they used to come standard. That used to be standard. Now they're charging you for lettuce on your Big Mac. Now they're charging you for pickles on your Big Mac. Hold on. Now you're charging me an extra 50 cents for extra sauce. You didn't used to do this. Not only did you take this off the dollar menu, now you're charging me to put onions on it? When does it end? Let's go to the phone lines. Let's be joined by Bob Fesco. Hopefully he joins me in my complaining about the way that we're heading in television. How are you doing, Bob? Uh, You sound older than Josh, uh, first of all.
1: Second of all, Carrington, this is what everybody wanted. Everybody wanted to get rid of the cable company, right? Everybody wanted to cut the cord. Everybody wanted to go to streaming. And now that it's here, we all want to go back to where it was because I'm with you. I still have DirecTV because I like to sit down and punch 206 into my remote and know that ESPN is coming on. I don't want to deal with I have to have this subscription for that and this subscription for that and this subscription for that. We're paying more now, I would imagine, as an average consumer. We're
2: paying more for streaming than we ever were for cable. Right now, we're talking to Bob Fesco of Fesco in the Morning. Fesco, I wanted to have you on here because you have more information regarding the downtown stadium. Every week, there is an update to something that's going on with the downtown stadium. Let me read your tweets for those that haven't read it yet. Per a source, tomorrow is the last day that Frank White can veto the ballot measure for the Royals in the Chiefs Stadium. The feeling is he will exercise his option and veto it. If he does, Jackson County risk losing one or both of the teams. I'm told by a source that Frank White wants the the county to pay $25 million a year, but will not say why or what the money will go towards. Give us the latest on what you're hearing regarding Frank White and this vote that's supposed to go down.
1: Yeah, well, so nine days ago, I guess now, and, and I kind of lost track because the, the ballot got, you know, passed by the legislature. And I figured once the legislature passed it, there's no way Frank White is really going to do this, right? He's really not going to continue to ruin his reputation in Kansas City that's already been ruined and ruin it even further by vetoing this when all the county commissioners said uh, at a vote to eight to one to put this thing on the ballot. You have to leave this up to the people. I don't think it is Frank White's business to be deciding what Jackson County taxpayers should and should not pay for when he doubled everybody's property tax, okay? So I, I don't think he has any clue what's in the best interest for Jackson County taxpayers, and nobody can tell me that he does when you're out there doubling everybody's property tax and nobody can afford to live because of how much you're charging them in, in tax. So he has no clue what's best for Jackson County taxpayers. And so he, he, he is telling people that he wants the teams to pay the county $25 million per year. Okay, why? Well, again, he can't tell anybody why because he doesn't know. All he does is say, better deal for the county, better deal for the county, but has nothing to back that up, no hard facts, no information, or not even a list of wants of things that, that, that he feels that the county should be getting. And so he's just creating problems for the Royals and Chiefs to get this stadium deal done. And and if he does veto it, I'm also told that there's not enough votes in the Jackson County legislature to override his veto. Even though it passed eight to one, I'm told right now they only have five votes to keep it on the ballot, and they need six of the eight or six of the nine to override the veto of the, of the county commissioner. And so I, I just, I, if Frank White would come out with a logical plan and tell everybody exactly what he wants and exactly what the county needs, I think it would be a lot different than just going out there and saying, I want a better deal for the county. Okay, what does that mean? We don't know because a better deal for you may not be a better deal for us, or a better deal for us may not be a better deal for you. You have to share this information, Mr. White.
2: Right now, we're talking to Bob Fesco of Fesco in the morning. Bob, how did they get from eight votes to five? Because it sounds like, even with the Frank White disagreement and him feeling the way that he feels, it sounds like they had the support that they needed. But something has changed in the last two, three weeks to make them lose that support. What happened?
1: Well, you, you know how it works in politics, and, and and this is just my opinion. I I don't know this for a fact or what happened. People cower, man. They do. It, it, it's pretty evident. You know, we've seen it a lot. And, and so I, I don't know why people would change their vote on that or why they wouldn't stand up and continue to say, no, the people need to vote on this. It needs to be a decision for the people. I, I think it really is sad. And, and it really is. And, and, and the county risks now losing both of those teams. What does that mean? Does that mean both go to Kansas? I don't know, but I would imagine the Chiefs are going to be picking up the phone and calling Laura Kelly tomorrow if Frank White decides he's going to veto this thing. I still think the downtown stadium is smart. For the Kansas City Royals, I still think that's where it needs to go. Both of these teams are offering to pay the insurance on the stadium and and give money back to the Parks Department. Like, these teams are going above and beyond. And Frank White's basically putting both fingers in his ears and saying, I'm not listening to this. And so I I know there's a lot of frustration now from everybody involved that we've gotten to this far – to this point, and he looks like he's going to exercise that right to veto. Hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully he wakes up tomorrow morning and realizes this isn't what's best for not Jackson County, but also for Kansas City. It's not a good thing to lose teams, whether it's across the street to Kansas or to north to Clay County or whatever the case may be, this is not a good situation. I mean, Frank White has single-handedly crushed his legacy. He used to be looked at as the second greatest Kansas City Royal, and now I think a lot of Royals probably won't even acknowledge that he played for the team.
2: I was just going to ask you that, Bob, and I'll get you out of here with this. All of us think about this. I don't care if you are Frank White, a Hall of Fame-level baseball player, a sports talk radio host like me and you. I'm curious if you think that Frank White cares about his legacy in that way, because he obviously wasn't at the George Brett level. But that next tier, that Salvador Perez, that Alex Gordon, that tier of Kansas City Royal, Frank White was obviously there. His number is retired at the stadium. It's going to be retired at the new stadium. There's a statue there. It just doesn't sound like maybe he cares too much about preserving his legacy and how Royals fans feel about him.
1: Look, I'll be honest with you, if he if he does this and the stadium thing doesn't get passed and the Royals have to move to Kansas or wherever else and this continues to be a fight, I'm unretiring his number and taking the statue down because I, I think that's where we are right now in, in, in this process. I think he has tarnished his legacy so much and, and you hear from so many people now that used that, that say, Man, I looked up to this guy when I was a kid and now I can't stand him. I mean, like so that that's where people feel. About Frank. Does he care about his legacy, Carrington? I don't it, it doesn't seem like it, right? It it sure doesn't seem like it. And again, if he's still trying to get the best deal for the taxpayers, that is admirable. But you have to tell people what that is because right now you're not giving anybody any information and everybody's walking around going, Okay, you want something, what is it? You gotta give us tangible evidence. Saying a better deal
2: is not giving us the evidence and what we need in order to get a deal done. I also think that at some point your silence starts to speak volumes. And the fact that, I mean, even if he doesn't go on your show or my show, the fact that he hasn't done a one-on-one sit down with one of the television networks, like at some point you have to communicate your message and your narrative. And at this point, he's letting everybody else define it for him. Well, and and that is a major
1: problem. I mean, if you have a message that you want to deliver, you need to control that narrative. The problem is I don't think he knows what he wants. And if he gets on there, maybe he exposes himself as to not having a plan of what he truly thinks is a better deal for the Jackson County taxpayers. But, you know, right now this is a mess, Carrington. I I thought we were going to be past this. I thought we were going to start hearing from the Royals and Chiefs and what they were going to use the money for to get the people excited to go out and vote on April 2nd. And now it appears, unless something changes in the 11th hour, that, that Frank White's going to veto this thing. And so and we're, we're back to the drawing board. And I I, I know from, from, you know, firsthand knowledge, both organizations are pretty frustrated with the way things are going.
2: That is my guy, Bob Fesco, joining us on the show today to give us the latest of what's happening with the downtown stadium. Bob, appreciate your time. Thanks a lot for hopping on today. You got it, Carrington, anytime, my man. Absolutely. That's Bob Fesco of Fesco in the morning joining us on the show today to give us his reaction to everything that's happening. Coming up in a bit, I want to play some audio for for you. I just saw this come across the timeline. Rob's going to roll it in, and we'll play it for you. There might not be anything funnier in local news than let's interview losing fan leaving the stadium. We have some audio from Dallas of Cowboys fans being interviewed by the Fox station down there. We'll play that for you here in a bit. I want to play, or I want to tell you a story about a hater. You guys remember a couple of weeks ago, Jamar Chase was on SportsCenter. And they asked Jamar Chase just a very casual question. Hey, Jamar, who would you like to see win the Super Bowl? And Jamar Chase said, anybody but the Chiefs.
0: Jamar, you go first. Who's going to the Super Bowl, an AFC, NFC
2: team?
4: Uh, Anybody but the Chiefs.
2: He said this as a player on a team that they were the only team in their division to not make the postseason. I mean, Baltimore made the postseason. They're still in this tournament. Pittsburgh made the postseason. The Cleveland Browns made the postseason. He was the only team in the AFC North that wasn't invited to the playoff party. And of all the things that he could have been in life, he decided to be a hater. Well, you know what? The Chiefs' success continues to create more haters. They hate everything about the Chiefs. They hate how happy they are and they're dancing. They hate their girlfriends. They hate their wives. They hate the fact that they win so much. It's one thing to get that hate from the media. It's another thing to get this hate from players that are currently playing in the NFL that have the ability to do something about it. Jamar Chase, if you hate the Chiefs so much, why didn't you play better against the Chiefs? Why did you let... Trent McDuffie and Sneed put you in a straight jacket, put you in a panic room, absolute vault lockdown. Why didn't you play better? You had your chance to ensure that the Chiefs didn't go to the Super Bowl, but you blew it. I'm going to tell you a story about Deshaun Elliott. Who? Well, he plays defensive back for the Miami Dolphins. He tweeted a picture of him. It looks like he's at an airport. That's what it looks like to me. Rob, have you seen this picture? Because he is sitting and he's eating and where he is sitting, it has outlets right there. Most of the time, that's because you're at the airport, you know? You got to charge a device real quick before you board a plane. So this man is heading to vacation. This man is on a first-class trip to Bora Bora. He is riding coach to Cancun. He tweets this out. I pray by the grace of God on the Chiefs' fall down. I hope Buffalo beats them like they stole something. Deshaun, we just saw you last week in Kansas City. You had your opportunity. Why didn't Miami beat the Kansas City Chiefs? Why didn't Miami beat them like they stole something? Can you imagine being so down bad? that now you got to cheer for the team that took your home game away from you. You had a chance to play Buffalo. You had a chance to play Buffalo at the crib. You know what? You scored 14 points in the game. And then you had an opportunity. By the grace of God, why didn't God allow your team to win? Because I saw you guys get your ass whooped 26-7. to Why was God not on your side then? I'm sure you prayed for a victory. He didn't answer your prayers last week. Why do you think he's listening this week? You know what you should do? You should mind your business. That's the theme of this week. Mind your business. Jamar Chase, mind your business. You got enough to worry about. You got a contract coming up. Your team missed the postseason. Don't talk about teams in the postseason. Work this offseason to figure out how you can get back to postseason play. Deshaun Elliott, why don't you go buy some hand warmers? Why don't you go buy some better cold-weather gear? And maybe next season you can eliminate the Kansas City Chiefs. But you know what I would advise you to do? Go enjoy your vacation. You got a lot of free time. The Chiefs are, you know, playing in playoff games, Baltimore and Buffalo. These teams are still playing. And you're at the all-you-can-drink resort for the next couple of days. Just enjoy that. Enjoy your trip. Enjoy your vacation. That's it. I pray by the grace of God on the Chiefs' downfall. I hope Buffalo beats them like they stole something. You're a loser. That's what you are, Deshaun Elliott, a loser. You lost in week 18. You lost in week 19. You lose. Good day, sir. Go enjoy your trip. That's all we want for you to do. Enjoy your trip. I hope that it's safe. I hope that you have an amazing time. Speaking of losers, let's play for you what Cowboys fans had to say as they react to their loss. This is a news interview. There's nothing funnier than the local news interviewing fans as they are leaving the stadium as their team just caught an L. Let's hear how Cowboys fans are feeling after losing to Green Bay.
5: Disgusted. I am upset. You feel me? I am from Virginia. I flew all the way in today to watch this. I'm sick,
4: Frustrated. We got another Romo on our hands. Choke like I'm. Disappointed. We need another quarterback, another coach, everything. It don't matter to me. It don't matter. That's how Cowboys fans felt after watching the team implode once again in the playoffs. We need help. We need Jesus. Many
3: blaming the coaches. Mike McCarthy losing at home against the Packers. I think legacy gone, man. Like, you won a Super Bowl with the Packers and then. You go take over a new team and you lose at home against that team? Without Aaron Rodgers. You know. It's that's... embarrassing. Others the quarterback.
4: No more Dak Prescott! ASAP new
2: quarterback. Dak Get him out of here. Trey Lance, the next stud. Let's go. Let's go, Rangers!
3: And many fans demanding change. 12-5, 12-5, 12-5. Who cares when we lose like this to the freaking Packers who shouldn't even be here? It's disgusting. Let's get a real head coach. And if he can't do it for us, let's get a new quarterback. I'm tired. Fans came from all over and dealt with
4: the cold weather just to watch this mess. We drove
1: far for no reason. Anymore.
4: Fans say they were
3: fed up and freezing.
0: We're from Florida. We're freezing our-
3: i still here since 10. Just to freeze to lose. Not worth it.
0: There was enough blame to go around as the Cowboys suffered one of the most embarrassing losses in the team's playoff history. And now fans are left disappointed once again.
2: <laughs> You're cheering for the Cowboys. What did you expect was going to happen? You thought this story was going to end well for you guys? That Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott were gonna ride off into the sunset and they were gonna have a great January and you guys were gonna win the Super Bowl. That's what you thought? You knew when you put that blue jersey on, you knew that a loss was inevitable. <laughs> you gotta be real down bad, legitimately down bad to suggest benching Dak Prescott for Trey Lance and ready to go in a new direction. (laughs) That's from the Dallas news talk station. Just, you know what? This last 10 minutes, we have been talking about losers. That's what we've been talking about. Deshaun Elliott, loser. The Cowboys fans, loser. The Jackson County Council, currently losers. I'm sorry. You know what? Why don't we try to create a winner? It's been a while since we've played a game. we kind of been in playoff mode. We've been giving out less pizzas than we normally do. You know, we give away a lot of pizzas in like week 14 but now we get to the playoffs. We forget about giving you guys some good quality eats from our friends over at the other place. Let's change that. 913-586-7610. 913-586-7610. We will allow one person to play a game. If you win that game, we'll give you a pizza. If you lose the game, well, you guys know we hang up on you and we give you a pizza to somebody on the text line. We'll play next. Keep it right here. It's The Drive.
3: The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deep Pasquale Moore car truck or motorcycle wreck remember mike's got this on 610 sports radio and the odyssey app this
5: episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget
2: going to play a very simple game to give you a chance to win a large pizza from our friends at the other place. The game is very simple. The Chiefs are playing Buffalo. We are going to play Family Feud with American cities that start with B. Now, these are the rules before we play with Andrew. Buffalo is fourth. They have a population of 273,000 people. We're going to need the top five that does not include Buffalo. Very simple rules. Andrew, do you understand the rules? Do you understand how you can win this pizza? I'm going to give you three strikes. I will give you one clue if you get stuck. Rob will not be able to save you. It's playoff time. You got to go get this pizza for yourself. These are United States cities that start with the B. Are you ready to play Family Feud? Yes. All right, Andrew. These are top five cities in the United States that start with the letter B. You cannot say Buffalo. They are already off the board. It is time to play. What is your first guess? Baltimore. 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 Baltimore is the number two city population wise. It starts with the B in the United States. A little over a half million people live in Baltimore, Maryland. You are off to a great start in this game. Let's continue to play. Boston. Boston, number one city on the board. Boston has the highest population of any city in the United States that starts with the letter B. All right, Andrew, I think you have the two easy ones off the board. Boston, a little under 600,000 people. Baltimore, a little over a half million. There are three cities left. You have no strikes. Good luck.
0: Oh, no
3: strikes?
2: No Uh, strikes yet, Andrew. You've been cooking early. Let's see if you can continue.
3: How many do I get?
2: You get three right. strikes.
3: Birmingham. What? What?
2: No! Birmingham is not on the board. Great guess for Birmingham. A little bit outside the top five in this scenario. A little under 200,000 people live in Birmingham, Alabama. All right, Andrew, it's still early, and I still will give you one clue if you would like. I will give you one clue. You have two strikes, though, and three cities to guess. Baton
3: Rouge.
2: Correct. Baton Rouge, number five on the board. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, a little over 200,000 people live in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Great guess by you. Only one strike right now on the board. We are playing United States cities that start with the B because the Chiefs are playing Buffalo. All right, Andrew, you got one strike. Um, Boise. Ooh, let's see. It's a great guess. <laughs> Boise, number four on the board. Boise, Idaho, 242,000 people live in Boise, Idaho. All right, you have one left and two strikes. Let's see if you can do this. Let's see if you can win the pizza. You know what? If you get this, I will give you two pizzas. If you don't use a clue, I'll give you one if you just use my clue. Boulder? Ooh, Boulder, Colorado. Very strong guess. Let's see if that's the correct answer. Not on the board. Boulder, Colorado, 100,000 people live in Boulder, Colorado. Not big enough for you to make it here. All right. You have one strike left. These are the rules, Andrew. If you don't use my clue, I'll give you two pizzas. If you use a clue and get it right, I will only give you one pizza. If you get it wrong, then you get zero pizzas. There's a lot of pepperoni at stake right here.
3: I only got one strike left,
2: right? You only got one strike left, Andrew. I'm going to take the clue. All right. This city is in California. California? It is in
3: California. Bakersfield. Bakersfield.
2: Andrew, congratulations. You are the winner of Family Feud. Rob, let me give you the top five cities population-wise. Let's start with B in the United States. Boston, number one. Baltimore, number two. Bakersfield, California is number three. Buffalo is number four. And Boise is number five. Baton Rouge is number six. Brownsville, Texas, which I would have never gotten. I would never have gotten Brownsville, Texas. And then Birmingham, Alabama. Those are the top eight cities in the United States that start with the B. Congratulations, Andrew. You are the winner. A lot of people here are saying Brooklyn. Brooklyn's not on here. What do we do with Brooklyn? Brooklyn. Because Brooklyn probably is the right answer here, but at least according to this, they don't count it. I'm on world They don't count Brooklyn as its own city. I know. Surprising to me, too. This is world population review. They gotta be right. They can't be wrong. It's the world population. This goes off the
3: census. Where do you have, Rob, do you have Brooklyn as its own city? No, Brooklyn's a borough. It's part of New York City. That's That's how it works. That's it's its own entity. It is its own. It's a borough, which is part of the larger city. That's how they do things up there. No, I just was asking. I just, I didn't know. I'm just,
2: I'm just telling you, uh, I'm just telling you what, uh, what it says. A lot of people here are saying, what about Brooklyn? I'm just, I'm just reading it for you guys. I'm reading, uh, what WorldPopulation.com says, congratulations to Andrew. Great pull. Didn't think he was going to get Bakersfield. I was uh, not very confident in his ability to get Bakersfield. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll talk about Patrick Mahomes and the success that he is having as the starting quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. And let me tell you the numbers. They are just starting to get more and more ridiculous when we are talking about Patrick Mahomes. Like, they're already ridiculous. But just with every game they win, every season that they have, the numbers get more and more ridiculous every single time for Patrick Mahomes. We'll talk about that coming up in a bit. I want to go back to a text that was here Uh, on the text line talking about the Buffalo Bills, because earlier we were talking about the hatred that I think that Buffalo has for Kansas City. Text line 913-586-7610. CDOT, I live in Buffalo. The fans hate the Chiefs with the passion. It is so over the top how much they hate Mahomes and the team. That's how Buffalo should feel. I tell you guys this all the time. College rivalries are based on long-standing tradition. Like, I don't care what conference Missouri is. Kansas is my team's rival. That is the team that I dislike the most. That is the team that I hate the most. That is the team that I most want to see fail in big game situations. That is a forever rivalry. I will pass that hatred down because that's what I'm supposed to do. I cheer for Missouri. Pro sports, to me, the rivalries are very different. They are based in competition, and they are based in, in order for us to win a championship, we have to go through you or you have to go through us. So whether it was back in the day, remember, Ravens and Titans was a big deal. Seahawks and Niners was a really big deal. Colts and Patriots. If every year... In order for us to have the one seed or in order for us to win the Super Bowl or go to the Super Bowl, if we got to beat you, eventually that creates a rivalry. The Chiefs and the Bills have played a lot of really important games over the last couple of years where you felt, hey, the winner of that game in the regular season, they're going to have the advantage when it comes to postseason. And if you think about how did Buffalo get in this situation where they are hosting this game? One of the major reasons why they are hosting this game is because they beat you in the regular season, so now for the first time, you got to go to them. The Chiefs have had the advantage of we get home field advantage. We get our crowd. We get our fans. We get the benefit of sleeping in our own beds and feeling comfortable in our environment. It's now the Chiefs' turn to feel that uncomfortable nature and now go on the road. That's sports. It's beautiful. I can't wait. This is the marquee gym of the divisional round. You've got two future Hall of Fame quarterbacks, two great franchises, two great fan bases, playing outdoor in the elements in January for a chance to be one game away from going to the Super Bowl. This is why we're all so passionate about the National Football League. We'll be joined by Patrick Mahomes coming up in about 20 minutes or so. Coming up at the top of the hour, I have some ridiculous stats to tell you about the a quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. That's all coming up. Keep it right here, Mr. Drive.
5: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.